Your fever is high and the pressure to log in at work is too. But when you finally decide to take care of you, there's Instacart. Just because that one perfect coworker of yours is attending all meetings, camera on while she's sneezing, coughing, and aching, doesn't mean you have to do the same. Take it from us. Trying to stay on top of things will only get you further behind. Instead, get everything from tissues and teas to cough suppressants and comforting soups delivered through Instacart in as fast as 30 minutes. If anyone needs anything, they can just redirect their questions to that one perfect coworker. Worker of yours. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo, baseball! And now the pitch by Martinez is up and in and hits Gerald Williams on the left hand. Dig your cleats in. Now he's going to charge them out. He's going to charge Martinez, and the fight is on. He got a right hand in before he's grabbed from behind by Baratek, and now the benches are empty. It's time for Hour 2 of the Hot Corner with Patrick Harris. Yerzhinsky wanting to know, am I going? He is going. And Mike Lynch. It is a collision at the plate, and Yerzhinsky not only bangs in the Barrett, bangs onto the plate, and here they go. Step up to the plate for hour two of the hot corner. Posenda getting into it with Barrett. I mean, there is some hooking going on in the bottom of two piles. On 1080. Root has a belt. Whoa. Bautista got all he could handle with that. Wow. That's some pretty solid contact right there. The fan. Welcome into the second hour of the Hot Corner. If you're missing the first hour, you can download that on the Les Schwab Tires podcast, radio.com, Tinny the Fan. Speaking of podcasts, Beers on Us drops tomorrow at 4 o'clock. That's with me and Miguel over there. A little COVID update as things are going to change on Friday. So make sure you ever get that. Also, radio.com, Tinny the Fan. We got fair or foul at the bottom of the hour. Ten minutes, we'll talk about doctored baseballs. Oh, yeah. And who's that happened in, this And who's in charge of that? Is it me? Is it you? I think it's... Major League Baseball said it's not us, but then they said it's them. I think it's a drunk Rob They Manfred. said they didn't know. Yeah. So uh, we got that to get into. Corey. Corey. <laughs> That's just great. Right when he says Corey, you know instantly you're like, oh, God, no. You thrilled our fans. It's like, it's like... Throughout the postseason. Does anybody else have anything to say at this wedding between these two beautiful people? <laughs> well, it's a bittersweet night for us. That fits <laughs> yeah, really well, and actually. You're, and you're like, oh, God, there's Uncle Bob. <laughs> Not great. Not great. Let's just hope he doesn't say something bad. Anyway, there was there was a cool little kind of blurb that came out from Baseball America, and I just thought it would be nice to, nice to chat about this. Uh, talking about... Uh, some of the best farm systems in baseball right now. It, it is widely known, and a lot of people understand, especially after trades have gone down to bolster some of the big teams. No shocker, the Tampa Bay Rays have the best minor league squad in all of baseball. Yeah. Their farm system is fantastic right now. It they is. still have Wander Franco down, 
who is the overall consensus number one player in, in the minor leagues, and they just went to a World Series and were a few outs away from potentially winning it. And then traded Blake Snell. And then traded and the guy. Prospects. Then traded the guy they got and got more prospects. Uh, you know, their their second best guy was Randy Rosarena, who took the world by storm in, in the World Series. But what's interesting about this is in 2018, the number two team on this list was dead last in farm system ranking. Mm-hmm. And now they have skyrocketed number two. And that is John Sukanik's Seattle Mariners. That is an epic change. That is an insane shift. In a world today, when we talk about this, you look at teams like the Tigers, who are obviously massively, massively rebuilding, and then you see the flip side of the Pirates, who are like, what the hell are you doing? Right. But we've seen the Astros work out. We've seen, like, the Cubs are in for something scary. Like, they worked out, and now they're in for something like, uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Like, they're in a free-for-all. And we'll see what happens with the Astros over the next few years as some of those guys' contracts come up. But for the Mariners to switch from dead last two years ago into number two now, maybe it's time to give DePoto a little bit of love. I know we've never been really harsh on him. I know you don't love him, but you've never really killed him. I just feel like he he's makes, the master of all moves. You feel I feel like he makes trades just to make trades. Just to make trades. But what he's done in the last year or so has been brilliant. I mean, the trade that sent Robbie Cano and Sugar Diaz to the Mets and got two of their best prospects back in return was the impetus for all of this. And I, I don't know. Like like we don't have a, a login for baseball America, so we can't read the full breakdown or anything. I, w- I wonder, too, and maybe Mariner fans on the text line will know this because I don't know off the top of my head. I wonder if they've been more active in the international signing market, too. Mm. Think about the Rays. They got a Rosarena from international signing. And that is – I saw the the Orioles, who are a team who have notoriously been against international signings, are finally putting money towards international signings. Because you should. You should. That's actually where some of the best, quote-unquote, minor leaguers come from, even though they're not truly minor leaguers. Um I wonder if the Mariners have been doing that as well. But they've been making smarter trades, and I don't know if you've noticed, but over the last two years, it hasn't been like 17 Mariners trades that are all small and meaningless. It's been like three Mariner trades that you're like, oh, okay, I understand sending that player out. And I think it's working out for him. I mean, also, you just got to hit on these players, right? Like, yeah, yeah. They could have traded and and Kalenic couldn't have hit or – Rod, what's his name? Rodriguez might not have hit, but they have so far. I mean, they're being hyped like crazy. Yeah, look, look. Mike Trout didn't go number one overall. Okay, Dustin Ackley went two overall. Mm-hmm. You got a hit, and prospects are prospects are prospects. I'm I'm here with our good friends at Roster Resource, opening it up now. Um, and what I'm seeing is funny enough, the number one prospect in the organization in the organization is Julio Rodriguez, amateur free agent, Dominican Republic. There there, there's your international signing. signing. Number two, Jared Kalenic comes from the Mets. That's your Sugar Diaz trade. Yep. Your number three is Logan Gilbert, drafted in the, their first round draft pick in 2018. Mm-hmm. And your number four is Taylor Trammell, who's also an outfielder, Who comes from fired. the Padres. Yes. So here you go. Now you got four guys here. Which trade was that? That has to be the... Um, oh, God. 
It, oh, that was it went uh, down last Austin year. Nola. Uh-huh. The Austin Nola deal. Yeah. Yep. So now you're looking at four guys that are ESPN top 60-ish. ESPN. Roster resource top 60-ish. And that'll skyrocket you. Julio Rodriguez, number four prospect. Mm-hmm. Jared Kalenic, number six. Yeah. Like, that's great. They're both outfielders. You know, and part of if you're a Mariner fan, I don't know. As, as someone that grew up watching the Mariners, just because I'm from the area and have lived here my whole life, you know, I remember the Joey Coras, the Edgars, the, the A-Rods and stuff like that. But Mariners, to me, have always kind of been outfielders. This text says signed seven international guys two weeks ago. Boom. So they're in the market, too. So they're in the market, too. I am so, so intrigued by this team, and not because they're local. And this is kind of, we we talked we talked about this with John. I feel like we talked about it at the end of last season or maybe going into last season or something. Does it excite you to watch a bad team, to just see these guys, to see the uh, Kyle Lewises of the world and watch this guy get a few at-bats at the end of the season and then the next year win Rookie of the Year? And he was kind of meh about it. He was like yeses and noes. I think this is cool, and I think I'm going to watch a lot more Mariner games this year than I normally would. Are these guys going to get brought up this year, or are they still like a year away? I don't know. The Mariners are going to be bad. The Mariners are not going to be good this year. So at any moment... They could get called up. They could get called up. And if you get called up for a week or two, and they keep them under, you know, that BS team control stuff, I'd be interested to see in some of these guys. I just looked at their team. Oh, my God. Oh, dude, it ain't good. They got J.P. Crawford and Kyle Lewis, and that's about it. Yeah. <sighs> Kyle Lewis, yeah, that's great. But I, I think Crawford's great. I'm not not great, sorry. I think Crawford's a good player. I think he's a two seven hitter. <laughs> Which I think he's a good player. He's only twenty six. Well, like now, the kids now that's now that's good. I see. No, it's fine. Only when it fits your narrative. No, it's it's fine. <laughs> <laughs> uh but Kyle Seeger sucks and makes way too much money. Mitch Hanniger is coming back from testicle loss. And we'll see. I mean, Hanniger I he loved was great him. a couple I years ago. I loved him to death. And we'll so we'll see about that. I think this Mariner team is going to be something to pay attention to. And I promise you guys, no matter what goes down, when we get closer to the season, Big John Sukanik will be in here and we will have our preseason breakdown. We'll do a three-hour baseball show with John Sukanik and we'll talk Mariners and we'll get his opinion. I'll bet you he'll be real high on this. I think so, too. He'll be very excited. He'll be very, very, very excited. I think so, too. Anyway, so if you're a Mariner fan out there, that is something I would focus on. Cool? I'm excited because it kind of feels like you're right on that precipice. And we saw it with all the other teams that you mentioned. You're right on the edge. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to break. And I'm about to break. <laughs> no, but it's you're ready to kind of take that leap. You mm-hmm. saw it last year with Kyle Lewis. It was very, very exciting in a short season. Um, hopefully he's able to do it again in year two. Maybe you bring up Kellenic in May this year if he's ready or Rodriguez or whoever it is. Give him a run. Maybe Justice Sheffield figures it out. Or maybe the the Justin Dunn guy that you have that's a decent prospect figures it out. And you're just you're getting there. Yep. It's it's hard to to there's two hard steps. It's hard to get to the point where you feel ready to break through. <laughs> I stuck with the Lincoln Park song <laughs> in my head. Ready to break through. And then once you've broken through, it's hard to take the final step to being a good team. Right. It's like, hey, I got all these young players, but how do we fit all the final pieces together? We're at the first step for them. Mm-hmm. We'll see if these guys can pan out in the league. But if they do, 
then it's going to be another tough step because then it's on DePoto to build a team around those young guys mm-hmm. to get them good enough to win the West and to make the playoffs. Get some of them veterans in around and stuff like that. As we not named Kyle Seager. <laughs> not named Kyle Seager. And, and no D. Gordon either. So see you later on that aspect. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so that'll be fun to watch. When we come back, let's talk a little bit. Let's talk some balls. You want to talk some balls? We can talk some balls. All right. Softballs? Fastballs? Ooh. Right down the... Yeah, right down the bleep. Right down the D. <laughs> uh, baseballs. Baseballs. We're going to talk about baseballs when we come back. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fin. Everything you say to me. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. I haven't heard this album in a long time. Sorry. A lot of great texts coming in, 503-250-1080. M's Farm System is just a squad of Ackleys. There's no reason for hope. Uh, some real stuff here. Kalenic in May. Gilbert probably the same time. That's exciting. I yep. really want to see Kalenic. Julio, I expect they want one more full minor season. Which makes sense because control. I think it's Trammell is how you pronounce his okay. name. I, I just see Trammell. I yeah. think Alan Trammell. Yeah, he's not related at all, actually. Uh, I think it's Taylor Trammell. Taylor? Um, he says not sure. He, I think he was close with the Padres, so you might see him up to yeah. You might. Anyway, I think that's fast. I think that's fascinating. Uh, fair or foul coming up here in 10 minutes, but uh, I want to use this. Uh, I want to use this moment. Major League Baseball is in a really weird spot. And it's fun. I'm kind of surprised this story got as much traction as it did. Not that I got a ton due to like Super Bowl week and stuff, but I'm kind of surprised it got as much traction as it did because this is another one of those like weird things baseball does. And my first instinct is get out of the way, bro. Like once again, here you are getting in your own way when nobody said anything. Major League Baseball has come out and said that they will slightly alter the production of baseballs to hope, hope to, in hope to deadening it basically and reduce the amount of home runs hit. And the interesting part about this is a few years ago, Verlander drink, which I feel like should be the drinking game on this show tonight. <laughs> Every time Patrick says Verlander, <laughs> Verlander and Scherzer came out a couple years ago. We're like, look. I don't know if it's stitching. I don't know if it's what, but Verlander for a while was leading the majors in home runs given up and had like a 2-4 ERA. And that doesn't make a whole lot of sense. And him and Scherzer both came out and were kind of like, sums up. And Major League Baseball was like, nothing's up. Balls are the same. Everything's good to go. And then Major League Baseball comes out and says, well, we're going to deaden it because people are hitting too many home runs. Mm-hmm. Basically outing themselves saying that they may have doctored it previously. Well, I don't know if that's necessarily the case, although I tend to agree with that thought. I mean, it, they could just be changing what was the basic baseball and making it deader, mm-hmm. right? Did they admit to it changing, or they just said we're going to deaden it? They said they're going to deaden it, but, but they've they spent years saying there's nothing wrong with the baseball. Baseball's the same, baseball's the same. So the question is, if they didn't doctor it, why do we have such a large jump? Yeah, that is that's a good point. Uh, I don't know. It's probably probably was the baseball changing, and it's very slight. I was reading the article in the Athletic about it, and they were talking about like point zero one difference, but they also referenced the KBO 
which made a similar change to their baseball because the KBO, the Korean baseball organization, had just insane amounts of home runs. And they did it in one year, and it drastically reduced the amount of home runs. Not to a point of, like, being bad, right? just to a more normal level. God, I love that Major League Baseball, the most powerful baseball league in the world, needs to follow the third or fourth most popular league in the world to uh, get uh, game-changing philosophies into them. Who would be third? It's ja- it's MLB, then Japan. Well, don't. Well, Nippon. Cuba. I don't, the Cuban a, League. That's not as popular, though, as KBO, right? Well, that's because we're not allowed to watch it, you know, <laughs> well, the communists and stuff well, like that. Popularity is, and that matters. Okay, well, maybe most most competitive. Maybe that's more okay, what I wanted sure. to get into. Um, any, anyway, so I, I think that's interesting. And whatever that means is whatever that means. So I, wa- I want to ask this question. Is it a good move for baseball to deaden the ball? Um, Because we always talk about, and I hate, I, I honestly, I hate talking about this. Because there are some things that we should bring up and should chat about, about problems with Major League Baseball. I know John Stucanic had a great tweet about contracts being a bigger problem with baseball than speeding it up. But in a game where we are constantly talking about how to make it more entertaining, how to make it more exciting, this feels like kind of anti that movement, on the surface at least. It does, and I think the problem is, is that if they deaden it, it's not going to change the sport too much. It's just going to reduce the home run numbers. And it's because the game has changed, and this is not because of the ball changing. This has been a movement for many years. The game has changed to home runs or strikeouts, right? Yeah. And kind of like the NBA, three points or turnover. Yeah. Rebound. Turnover slash rebound. And that's it. And that happened before the ball changed. Mm -hmm. So if they deadened the ball... It's still going to be home run or strikeout, except there's going to be more flyouts. <laughs> and I mean, you, know, you would hope, I suppose, that players would adjust and maybe try to hit the ball, you know, down the line a little bit more, get some doubles, get some singles. But you know, that's probably not going to happen. Right. And if you deaden the ball, just how much of a drastic change is it going to be? Is yeah. it going to be? Are we talking a five percent decrease in home runs, which probably isn't that big of a blip on the radar, or yeah. is it thirty percent? Right. Because that would be a huge dent. I mean, is it like? seven home runs per player or is it like one home run per player and then that's a big difference if it's seven per player then maybe that forces the players to change but if it's one oh ho hum i hit 27 not 28 right that's not going to change anything unless they hit 60 instead of 61 Ooh, Ooh, you like asterisk that? you like that you put the 60 in the asterisk you because like they change the ball you like that uh i do like that so i i i don't know i mean i'm all on board for making the game more entertaining i love baseball no matter what right even whatever iteration of the game, I would still love the sport, but home runs are entertaining. And I don't think the game is going to change away from home runs or strikeouts. So maybe it's not the smartest move. And it's not like pitchers are getting killed over this. You mentioned the Justin Verlander stats. He gave up a ton of home runs, but he was still good. Yeah. You still had two guys with sub two ERAs last year. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's, we had three guys. DeGrom was under two as well. Maybe the middling pitchers are struggling with this a little bit more, but I don't think you're changing too much of how we view the game just because of the the higher home run numbers. Well, in breaking news brought to you on the fan by Mercedes-Benz Vans, find out how far an extra mile really goes. I'm all for deadening the baseball. Uh, less home runs, more ground balls, more doubles, more triples. Like, sign me up. Because mm-hmm. that's more baseball. I don't, I don't want to watch a game that's 4-2 to two with four home runs in the game. 
You know, that's not that exciting to me. Yeah. I want to see runners advance. I want to see hitting situations. And I know it's not sexy in the regular season, but it's damn sure sexy in the playoffs. And why do you think it's damn sure sexy in the playoffs? Because every move matters. And I would like to see a little more playoff baseball in regular season baseball. You see what I mean? I see. What you watch mean. the World Series and a guy hits a single in the sixth inning off a pitcher who's been pitching hot and there's no outs and Randy or Rosarena comes up who's unstoppable. You're kind of like, honey, give me a beer because I can't get up from this seat. You know, like I, I want to see more of that in regular baseball. And if that if that deadens the ball, then sign me up. Okay. I just don't know if it's going to happen the way it's going to happen. I know. That I you know. want it to happen. I know. I know. I also want them to eliminate the three-point line in the NBA, but that's obviously not going to happen. Yeah, that's kind of silly. That is silly, but you know what I mean. I just That's very old school of you. You can only take 23 pointers a game. The three-point shot's pretty fun, dude. No, I know, but that basketball's not basketball anymore. It's just shooting threes. <laughs> and there's, getting layups. There's not going to be a three-point contest at the, at the NBA All-Star game. No, that's called a regular season game. <laughs> Anyway, when we come back, we got fair foul ready for you. We'll wrap up the last half hour of the show next. But first, there's my man Joe with sports. No, no. Is it fair? Oh my That's goodness! A fair ball. Or is it foul? Well, he thought it was foul. I think. A knowledge test for Patrick and Mike to see how well they know the big leagues. Mathematics and strange symbols now, as far as Major League Baseball is concerned. The OBP and the SLG and the ISO and the you name it. And what our distinguished hosts think about the stories that popped up around the big leagues. Peralta knocks it into center. David tonight, two for two, a leadoff single here in the fourth. And nobody noticed. This is Fair or Foul on the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. Real quick shout out to P1 Augie for some saying some nice things. So we really appreciate that, bud. But without any further ado, we'll turn this over to Joseph Fisher III. Okay. So, uh, big news, obviously. Trevor Bauer going to the L.A. Dodgers. Done. And as has been speculated, is this the... You okay over there? Little seizure? Like, what was that? What are you talking about? I'm smiling. I'm all good, baby. Is that like just a spasm or... My he, was try- he was trying to do the suspense noise, but he stopped in the middle because I think he realized it didn't sound like a suspense noise. No, my mustache sneezed. Your what's what? Now? My mustache sneezed. Hmm. That's actually a hard statement to say. My mustache sneezed. Say that my mustache sneezed. See? It's not easy. Didn't know that could happen. Um, Mustache sneezed. So, uh, as someone brought up in the text line earlier, is this kind of like a recency bias? Is Trevor Power really that good? I mean, he is good, but is he that good? And is he so good or so bad that fair or foul, his uh, opponent batting average against NL West teams is above 300? Well, like for his career? Yes. Okay. What teams has he pitched for? Arizona is where he came up from. So NL West. Went to Cleveland. Not in the NL. Went to the Reds. In the NL, but Central. Now he's in Los Angeles. I'm going to go ahead and say that's fair because he wasn't good in Arizona at all. So probably in his first season or so, he probably got lit a couple of times. Yeah, fair. He's probably over like 350 against because he was not very good in Arizona. Am I correct? Well, no, I'm I mean, gonna look it up. well, he was a prospect. 
He was a prospect in Arizona, and Cleveland, I think, was in a three-team deal. The fact that baseball reference isn't the first result of making that. Uh, yeah, I, that ran into the same thing earlier when I Google searched. I'm like, what? Don't give me this ESPN crap. Uh, Bauer came over to Cleveland in a trade, in a three-team deal. Cleveland sent somebody somewhere. Maybe it's the Max Scherzer deal. Send him to Detroit. I don't remember. But uh, I'm going to go ahead and say foul because I don't think uh, I don't think he's done enough. And I think he was pretty good last year. I'll say foul. Something is very wrong with the site right now. What's wrong with Are you guys? Are they giving me the college stats and everything? Yeah, it's yeah. giving me college stats and minor league stats mixed in with the regular stats. Internet is making me mad. Right? I'm very confused. Yeah. Just show me his major league teams, you stupid site. I mean, I love you, but please fix it. It's a baseball reference yeah. is number two. Look at it. Look at his stats. It says register pitching, and it's just like seven million teams on top of each other. I'm confused. I'm looking at standard pitching, and I see Arizona, Cleveland. I had what? to do the same thing that Mike did. Do you refresh it? No, I didn't do anything. All right. Well, you're going to have to come look at this because it's funny. You guys are weird. Um, I'm going to go say um, I'm saying fair. Sorry, I'm distracted. No, it's all good. You're wrong anyway. So um, it is foul. Sick. It is less than 300. For extra credit, can you guess how low? How low? Can you go? 297. Probably, I'm going to say <laughs> I'm going to say no. 271 because that's a man hitter. Lower, Bob. Oh, how low is low? Take another cr- uh, crack at it, and then I'll tell you. 160. No. 202. <laughs> 222. Ooh, 222. Almost got it. Almost yeah. got it. And besides... He had a 606 ERA in his first year with Arizona, which is what I guess. And besides the Cleveland Indians, can you name the one team in the league that he has not faced in his career? Just for fun here. Uh, You know what, Bob? I'm going to go with the Cleveland Indians. I said besides the Cleveland Indians... <sighs> Can you name the one team that he has not faced in his career? Um, I think this could be a trick question. It could be the Cincinnati Reds because they have the interstate rival in interleague games. Um, but I'm going to say something wild and go with the Los Angeles Dodgers. I'm going to go ahead and say the Baltimore Orioles because Joe is the one asking the question. No, uh, you're kind of both close because it is an NLS team. And it is like close <laughs> because it, you guess the Dodgers. I mean, NLS team. Yeah, but I guess the Orioles. And it's close for you because it is a team that dawns black and orange. It's the San Francisco Giants. Oh, gotcha. Biggest well, rival of the Dodgers. It's going to have never faced. It's going to have plenty of opportunities next year. That's for sure. And okay, so I, f- I went to baseball reference myself and searched for his name and it was fine. When I went on the Google search, it gave me whatever the hell that was. That's wild. I Google searched Trevor Bauer stats. Number one was MLB. Number two was Ross was baseball reference, and I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, it gave me I haven't touched UCLA. It gave me every minor league team in there, and yeah, I was I like, what that. am I looking at? Are you asking more Trevor Bauer questions? Should I close this page? I'm just staring at yeah, all his you're stats. You're fine. Okay. Browse away. <laughs> uh, my next 79 one walks in 2015. is the about a Ew. Dodgers pitcher, one Clayton Kershaw. Ooh, the Kirsch. He had an interesting quote that I don't have the full thing up right now. I just saw a glance at it, but he said something along the lines that I don't know if I want the Dodgers to give me another contract. I'll have to find the exact I saw, quote. I saw that today, and, you know, there were reports. What was it? He said he's not sure he wants them to give him another contract? You know, there were. I don't know if I want 
a new contract with L.A.? I mean, th- let's not beat around the bush here. Clayton was on the fence about playing last year. He sounds like the kind of guy that's getting closer and closer to retirement, talking about his kids, talking about home life, talking about COVID bubble. If there was a bubble, he wasn't going to do it because he didn't want to be away from his family. I mean, we're looking at a guy that the end is near and he just won himself his World Series. You know, his Hall of Fame resume is set. I don't know what his reasons are for that. I don't know if it's they're handing out cash like it's nobody's business. Maybe I don't want a new contract because it will prevent things from happening. Or if he's just getting to the point where he, he's thinking about hanging it up. I think it's probably more the latter. Is He might just be ready to call it quits. Why not, dude? You're a first bout Hall of Famer. You're one of the greatest lefties we've ever seen. You're starting to lose it a little bit. You're a top two curveball consistent. Yeah, so Zeno's fair or foul, this will be the last season we see Kershaw in a Dodgers jersey. I'm going to say fair. I think Kershaw's going to play one more year, throw it back out there, see how see how the Dodgers do, and then slowly walk away. Then the Dodgers don't pay more money. Because I can't imagine him playing for another team. No, no, Although no, Although I've no, said no. that a lot and people do switch teams, but I, I have a really hard time picturing Clayton Kershaw as leaving the Dodgers. Yeah, you're kind of you're kind of like, oh, what, Verlander, drink, is uh, a Tiger forever, and then he plays for the Astros, and you're like, oh, yeah, I get that. <laughs> you know, you're like, yeah, I'm into that. But I'm with you. I don't see him. Look, his debut is in 2008 through 2020. How many wins he got? He's got 175 wins. Nobody's getting 300 anymore. Nobody cares. It's actually pretty low out. Thought it'd be more. His career ERA is 2.43. He started 354 games and only has won 175. You know what that tells me? Pitched on some bad Dodgers teams. <laughs> that is true. That is true. Yeah, I'm gonna say fair. Probably his last year. That's, it's funny. Tw- I didn't even consider it, but yeah, that makes sense. He has 2,500 strikeouts, and we don't consider him a strikeout pitcher. Although he led the league in strikeouts three times. The man's got three Cy Youngs and an MVP. I consider him a strikeout pitcher. Oh, really? Because I yeah. don't. Yeah. I just think the curve. But, I mean, I guess that gets strikeouts because people look and they look real silly with it. Too. I picture him as, like, you know, 9, 10 Ks a game. That's a strikeout pitcher. You know he finished top five Cy Young? One, two, three, four, five, six, seven years in a row. Ooh. Very nice. One, two, one, one, three, five, two. Sexy. Hope I didn't ruin Joe's uh, fair foul here. No, you didn't. Um, looking at the, is it the the Pakota? Pakota standings? It's uh, basically. Gesundheit. It's from a website. Oh, advanced stats, Baseball right? prospectus. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's one of those. It's a projection thing, right? Yes. It's a system for projections. Yes, yes, yes. They have released their projected standings for this upcoming season. And there's a New York team. It's supposed to be pretty good, and it's not the Yankees. According to them, second-best record in the National League, the New York Mets. So, fair or foul, the Mets are the second-best team in the National League at this moment. I'm going to say foul. I think they're the fourth or fifth-best team in the National League right now. Uh, and I lied. Right now, they're actually the third-best by .1 wins. So, I mean, I mean it's going to be Dodgers, Braves, Don't forget Padres. the Bravos. <clears throat> Dodgers, Braves, Padres, and then probably the Mets. I'm not going to pick an NL Central team. Um, you know, you can make an argument for 
Cardinals projected to win less than 80 games and win the Central. Yeah, with Nolan Arenado <laughs> and Paul Goldschmidt. You know, there's other Jack NL East Flaherty. teams that are that are good and, and could pass the Mets. But, I mean, <clears throat> it does seem like there's a new hope around the Mets. And I think that's going to help boost them a little bit as well. Although I don't know if I really trust. I don't even remember the name of their manager. But he wasn't very good last year. I know that. Um, but, you know, I, yeah, probably fourth best. So I'll say, I'll say foul. Fourth or fifth. Say, I will say foul as well. However... I think there's a lot of really interesting things going on with the Mets and not just my Frankie Lindor bias, but you want my sleeper Cy Young? You want me to give it to you right now? You want my hot take, Mike? Is it Jacob DeGrom? No, it is not. My sleeper Cy Young, someone I expect to have a huge year. I love Marcus Stroman going into this year. I love him in fantasy. I love him in the Mets rotation. Something about it. I just got this little feeling. He's healthy. He's situated. He's on a team that wants to win. I think he's a guy that needs to be engaged. I think the answer to this is foul. However, they the Mets might not need Trevor Bauer because they might have Marcus Stroman, who might be better than Trevor Bauer. That is a very hot take. And I don't mean to. I don't trust Marcus Stroman I would as far rather, as I could throw him. I would rather play the fireman and, and cool that down. Clear. And cool that down. But I really like Marcus Stroman going into this year. Okay. It's just, just a thought. I got okay. no reason to back that up. You might be right. It's just a thought. But I don't believe. And just one more, just for S and Giggs. Uh, the Rockies projected to lose 100 games this year. Fair or foul? Rockies have never lost 100 games. Fair. Um, I will say fair, and I will do you one more and say I'll bet you the Rockies lose 110 games this year. Wow. Uh, Name three players on the Rockies, please. Charlie, Charlie Blackman, Blackman Trevor Story. Okay. And that one guy. Oh, David Dahl's gone, isn't he? Or did gone. they bring him back? Gone. Where did he go? He's a free agent. He's still a free agent? Robbie De La Rosa is still on there? Nope. <laughs> That was Jorge uh, De La Rosa. Rubby was on uh, Oh, that's Arizona. I mean, this is actually cheating because I played with them in MLB The Show, but Brendan Rodgers is there. Um, oh, Mike's got some minor leaguer dudes that no Tony, one's ever Tony heard of. Tony Walters is there. Okay, I'm done with you. <laughs> Kyle Freeland's there. Okay, uh, I'm done. Kyle Freeland is still there. What is this, 2008? John Gray is still there. Oh, God. It is indeed fair. The most Rimal they've Tapia. lost in a season is 98. <laughs> 98 losses, 96 losses, 95 losses. I think they could Never lose 100 losses. I think they could lose 110 games this year. The Giants are better, Arizona's better, and the other two teams will go 19 and 0 against them. Rimal Tapia starting in left field. That's 38 <laughs> losses. The between the Padres and the Dodgers. Oh, Josh Fuentes, duh. Between the Dodgers and the Padres, they will have almost 40 losses. I'm going with over on 100 losses. You know who's still there, which is surprising, but I think he sat out because of COVID? What, LeMahieu? Ian Desmond. Ian Desmond. What up? How about this? Daniel Murphy, a Colorado Rocky as well. Yeah. Retired. He has OG he retired. retired. Uh, like yeah. three days ago, he announced his Daniel retirement. Murphy, no longer a Colorado Rocky. <laughs> Actually, the team, their team isn't that bad. They're going to be terrible, Mike. They're, it's not that bad. They're going to be terrible. First of all, Herman Marquez is your ace. He's good. Um you and got, then he gets traded. You got Trevor Story and Charlie Blackman. Both will get traded. <laughs> and a bunch of other hitters. <laughs> and a bunch of other hitters. That was nice of you. Tapia is good, I think. Sometimes. Yep, that's that. All right, that's fair or foul. We do that every single week at 8.30. When we come back, we'll wrap this bad boy up. This is the Hot Corner, 1080 The Fin. Watch it.
This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Well, that kind of does it for us this evening. We appreciate you all being in with us. Text line's been great tonight. You guys have been fantastic. We really appreciate it. Uh, I'm feeling a lot of love these days between Beers on Us, Hot Corner, uh, the fans out there, you listeners, uh, we appreciate it. Keeping ten, keeping 1080 number one. We uh, we actually said this on the podcast that we recorded today, but it's fun to do this, but it's way more fun when everybody's interacting. Yeah, yeah. It, so it makes it it makes us feel good that you are listening and enjoying it. So thank you for listening and enjoying. I hope. Yeah. So we we appreciate that. Um, We're just two dumb guys, well, three dumb guys talking baseball. And uh, as there's a drive in a deep left field by Castellanos, it will be a home run. That is... I don't have to say any more than that. It doesn't get old. It really doesn't I don't old. think it will ever get old. I know. And he's still in the in the second hour open, and there's some hooking going on out there. And I'm like, ooh, Tom Brenneman. Some hooking? What kind of hooking? Well, just realized I got to definitely make new opens for uh, this upcoming baseball season. What kind of hooking are you talking about there, You know, COVID bud? got the best of me last year. <laughs> it's and I all right. didn't know if there was going to even be a baseball season. I don't know. So I didn't even make new opens. Joe, so... I thought the opens were so good that even though we've had them for two seasons, I still think they're good. However, we should probably have new opens. Yes. And I can help if, with that if you want me to. Well, we'll see what happens in the future here. Maybe we won't have an uh, MLB season at all. <laughs> Shutting it down. No mass. second. And I'm like, all right. No, 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 no opens then, 2021. Although, I'd like to use this opportunity. We got about three minutes before we got a, a vamoose. Um, or maybe sh- you guys get canned and you just don't have a show anymore. <laughs> how about that? Adios, <laughs> Uh Looks like baseball is going to start on time. Yeah, because... Uh, the league is trying to shove things the union doesn't want to get the delay. And they're right. like, no. And they're like, okay, fine. You're starting on time. And they're like, okay. Yeah. Sure. So pitchers and catchers are going to report soon. Hitters and the field players are not too far away from there. And those field players. Those field players. You know, like the, like like the field the, hockey players. Like the brothers Kike and Cesar Hernandez. You know, right. those guys that play in the field and play different positions. Um, Sorry how- for your loss, by the way. <laughs> What? What do you mean? Cesar Hernandez leave? Nah, baby, we got him back. Oh, he re-signed? Part of that 34 mil. Some of that's going to Caesar. <laughs> Your new favorite player. Well, second. Uh, I got Jose. No, I got Shane Bieber, and then and it's then Jose. Jose. Well, yeah, have you seen the... Jose Ramirez has a bigger uh, cheek bulge than Terry Francona. Wow. And I am way into that. You're into bulges. I am into bulges. You are way into bulges? I am way into bulges. It's hard to get down the throat. Especially when, when they are Gladden's a big, junk. fat piece of chaw right in there. <laughs> uh, so my question is... Nom, is nom, nom. My question is, when do we start breaking this sucker down, dude? It, You know what's weird? When do we start breaking this sucker down? You brought up the, getting higgy with it. We got six divisions. You you brought up that's one a week fantasy baseball. We got fantasy baseball coming up, and my thought is, oh my god, I'm not ready for baseball to start. Like last year was you better buckle up, Buttercup, because I've been watching MLB Network and I've been getting ready. Last year was strange, right? It was for the, sure. It was, it the was COVID weird. year. 
and we did a little fantasy baseball, but it felt like it didn't matter. So it almost... And then things kind of disappeared from us for a little bit, mm-hmm. and we got kind of thrown off when things did get going again. I feel like it's been two years now, or a year and a half now, where I haven't been ready for baseball mm-hmm. because of COVID. I feel so not ready for this coming season where like people are saying like this guy's on this team and I'm like how did I miss this and it's because my brain has just been so off of the baseball train that I'm just I'm I'm not ready but that means that there's a full not shortened COVID hopefully season coming up which is incredibly exciting and as long as I start watching MLB Network like the great Patrick Harris I will get excited. Yeah. I it, want Al Leiter to tell me why I should care. It, I saw Smoltzy on MLB Network the other day, and uh, I caught the beginning of Bull Durham, and I just started kind of thinking. I saw an article today, should the Mets sign Jake Arietta? And I was like, oh, man, no one cares, but for some reason I do. Did you get your Marcus Stroman hot take from MLB Network? Maybe. <laughs> there we go. I'm just saying, Mike, it's time to like pony up and fire into it and get it ready. Because I cannot sit here and talk baseball if you're not ready. I can't do it. True. Can't coach them. Can't do it. You know what? I'll try my best. Oh, geez. <laughs> the seal of approval from the great Mike Lynch. I'll try my best. All right. That'll do it for us. Beers on Us podcast. You can download that wherever you get your podcast. That drops at 4 o'clock tomorrow. Radio.com, Tanny the Fan. For Mike Lynch, Joe Fisher, we'll see you next week. I'm Patrick Harris. Go do something I would do.